Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm back, y'all. And guess what? We've got second round action as Denver has already taken a 2-0 lead. The Lakers stole game one up in the Bay. Uh, Philly did the same in Boston. We love to see that on this show. Miles, Meanwhile, the starting Knicks- to feel fan servicey at this point. It's starting to feel <laughs> like the NBA is just writing to us. For yeah, us. I love it. But you know what, Silver? Keep these results coming. Keep it coming, uh, Meanwhile, baby. the Knicks and Heat are battling out for all of our 90s nostalgia. It's a really good one to see for all of us uh, who were living in the 90s. And we're going to get into all of that with the SB Nation NBA manager and fantastic podcast host, Harrison Fagan. On today's episode, I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles A three-pointer. Bang! Steph Curry from downtown again! Giannis with the take. Uh-oh, look out. No showtime. What you got, Giannis? Harrison Fagan, SB Nation NBA manager, co-host of the Rewind and Reconsider and Lakers Lounge podcast. Welcome to the show, Harrison. How are you living? How are you feeling? How are you doing? 
You know, I'm doing great. I'm, you know, much like you, I think, you know, floating a little bit off of that off of that win last night. You know, yeah, yeah. Always a lot more fun to stay up past midnight for games like that when, uh, you know, the team that you're covering or the team that you're rooting for, in my case, wins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, that's uh, we're, we'll get to that. We're going to we're going to get to the Western Conference. But hey, up top, Jack, we should mention who is the NBA MVP? MVP? Joel, is it baby. your boy Joel? Oh, I, 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 did, your boy. Did you, see that? did you see him reacting to it when he found out? I did not. Was oh, he surprised? Man. He was. Yeah, when they said when they go and it's from the Philadelphia 76ers and like he just like collapsed and he was just like he he got real emotional and then James Harden is hugging him and I think maybe Tyrese Maxey was like he crying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very happy for Joel Embiid. Uh, this debate and conversation is uh I don't know, stupid like uninteresting to me so but i'm glad that he got it like there's a lot of people who are like sixers fans bullied us into voting for him and it should have been Jokic because he's not hurt right now uh, which leads into this whole thing that like just the fandom and a lot of the like podcasts and the culture around the nba is like so weird right now it's so like just negative and like they Everyone's just like so mean to players who get hurt. They're like, they stink. <laughs> They're unreliable. It's, it's street clothes. Yeah. Right. It's a wild time to, uh, I don't know. Like even after th- th- this is like going back always, but like after the Milwaukee bucks game, Jimmy Butler games, four and five, like those were right. two of the coolest things I've ever seen a human being do on a basketball <laughs> court. What Jimmy Butler did in games, four and five, like just, bent the laws of physics and basketball to his will out of nowhere, just seemed to be able to have complete control. And then like, I like, I tuned into the, the Zach Lowe podcast, uh, like, cause he always has like interesting insight and like the whole hour and a half was just him just talking about like, how was the, a bucks collapse and like a bucks choke job. And like, just mentioned that Jimmy Butler had a good game in passing. Like it just, I don't know what it is. I think because it's just like our human desire to like point and laugh and it's just like it gets out of control where now like our confirmation bias is set to, well, who took the L? Yeah. Rather than like, man, Jimmy Butler, like, wow, how about that? And I think like nobody knows anything. Nobody knows who's going to win. But like, I think they feel like they have to predict everything. And so like when they get something wrong, like the Bucks losing, like their feelings oh, right, get right, hurt right. and they feel like they have to. You blew it. Yeah. You let me down. And right. It's just like, yo, like the, this is like a sport we watch for fun. And that was like one of the most fun things to watch. <laughs> right. And like you have to like just focus on like structural bureaucratic problems within the Milwaukee Bucks franchise. And like, <laughs> what are they going to do with these contracts? And it's like, yo, just like wax poetic about how amazing what you just saw was. Uh, for right. like well, so Jack, 15 I think minutes. you hit on exactly sort of like where all of this comes from. It's from the fact that I think a lot of NBA discussion and look as like somebody who is a blogger who oversees blogs, like I'm not blameless in this. I've contributed to this. There's a lot of fan interest in player movement, in trades and free agency in all of this stuff. And I think that like that has so shifted the way that we talk about basketball as much as like, as much as like dunking on people and like laughing at people has like online has shifted it. I also think a lot of it is like, okay, you know, like, 
this team that was the favorite that a lot of people cared about, that a lot of people thought was really good lost. Like, what can they do to get back instead of talking about, you know, sort of like because there's a desire from people to listen to that. Like they want to know, OK, wait, Giannis lost in the first round. Like, are the Bucks doomed? Like, what can they do? You know, they have like this Middleton yeah. thing, you know, where he is going into free agency, but looks like a shell of himself. You know, Drew has been charitably up and down in the playoffs, yeah. I think. Um, depending on which end of the floor he's playing. And it's like, is is the Bucks coach going to get fired? You know, yeah. there's like all that's all they to wanted to talk that about. People want to hear about. And so I think that it almost like in some ways has overtaken the basketball just broadly. Maybe I'm weird because I just like did not want to hear about that. I did not care about that at all. And just, yeah, just across the thing, like the Bill Simmons podcast, which I think like he knows a lot about basketball. He can be really fun to listen to. Like a lot of the time, like it's just like so negative. Well, Jack, let's bring the vibes back up because I do okay. want to show you the moment Joel Embiid does find out that he is a Kia NBA MVP. So he puts his head in his hand. So anyway, yeah, good times, good times. Anyways, he stinks. He's hurt. Uh, no, he's, he's the best. Did he tell them he's like, to... I'm back? That's what he yeah. said right at that party, I think, you know? So he's back. Yeah. He's back. All right. I, I do appreciate that he said that. And then the Sixers are like, well, he, you know, he's doubtful for game two. I don't know. He's, I don't know if he's right. going to play. We're, right. We'll see. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, he we'll says see. that. He he's, says a lot of things. Uh, who's to say what I'm back means? He could be back anywhere. Right. That doesn't mean back in the game, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant my back. My uh, back. I pulled something back there. It's the um, LeBron Sprite commercial. He was cracking a bottle <laughs> behind him. Like, yeah. Right, right. But shall we move to the Eastern Conference matchups uh, just to kind of give ourselves a, a state of play here? Uh, Heat and Knicks, they're squared up. They're right squared now. up, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Like, I was loving to see, like, everybody else. I love seeing the Knicks in the postseason. I just feel like it It makes me feel like a kid again. The Heat there, too, was great. Although I felt like, man, Spolstra was... He did a job on them yesterday. Even though they lost, I was like, does Tibbs know how to like adjust at all? It felt right. like a very, it felt like a masterclass from Eric Spolster to, despite the loss. Absolute there. masterclass, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, Eric Spolster is one of the great coaches of all time, it feels like at this point. Has he ever won coach of the year? I was about to ask that. I don't think he has. It's sort of, no, it's sort of like Pop never won it. Phil Jackson's never won it. It's like these guys that aren't the kind of one-offs where it's like unexpected number. With all due respect to Mike Brown, he's won coach of the year like three times. Like he should not have three times more <laughs> coach of the year awards. Yeah, with Spo has none. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like again, I think Mike Brown did a great job this year. Great, yeah. very deserving of coach of the year, but it's like in the playoffs, we see year after every single time the heater in the playoffs, we we don't see them lose because of Spolstra. You know, like it may, yeah, right. Heat fans may be the one fan base in the entire NBA that does not complain about their coach. Maybe the yeah. Spurs too. Yeah, they got good ones. Yeah. I mean, all these awards are about narrative and the narrative going into every season is heat culture they're going to be good so you can't really do anything that exceeds that narrative that much right same with popovich right mm -hmm. people are just like the spurs are rock solid what a great franchise so how do you how do you exceed that all that much this is going to be a super fun series to keep watching especially if jimmy butler makes it back like i said you know, since we last recorded, he had the game five against Milwaukee. That was, you know, it wasn't as good as game four where he, 
you know, was scoring at will, but like he had that game winning like tip in and then his game one, I, I don't know. He's doing something that I feel like we've never seen where somebody just wills themselves to be more dominant in the postseason, like in ways that don't make sense. Like it shouldn't be a matter of will that you suddenly are able to make threes. Um, right. But he just like is like, no, I actually just try really hard to make the threes in the postseason. <laughs> they go in. <laughs> um, it, it's wild. Just, you know, he doesn't care that much during the regular season. It's just like, <laughs> just, hey, he's like, yeah. you know, I'll just toss this up here. Who cares about my follow through, yeah. my motion, whatever. I'm not even whatever. looking like, in the regular season. I'm not even looking when I you, shoot a three. You see me on media day? I wore a wig. <laughs> that is still. <laughs> he closes his eyes during the regular season before shooting just to make it a challenge. You yeah. know, it's just. Oh, yeah. I open. What's your secret? Oh, I open my eyes now. In the playoffs, yeah. Oh, like you could play the whole regular season with your eyes closed. Then, yeah, you know, things just really open up in the playoffs. Like, yeah, the wig is such a great, like, still, despite the fact that I'm saying like these are some of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen a player play. The wig is still my favorite thing he's done this season. Oh yeah, the fake hair was absolutely. It was. It is what we all needed, especially for me as somebody who's like, man, I would love to wear a wig in an official capacity. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for media day but yeah <laughs> I, you are one of the great wig wearers i know i am yeah. like Thank just you. for the official pictures wearing the wig yeah. and then was like yeah i'm never it's, it's good i'm never wearing this again and then now every single official broadcaster photo of him <laughs> right. is this like basically he pranked the nba broadcasters yeah. which i'm you know i'm all in on i think that that's like one of the funnier bit. troll jobs we've ever seen from an nba player yeah yeah and I, I was really concerned going to game two. I mean, look, they could have used him in game two, but I mean, how, what's his, his, the ankle injury in uh, game one? How long is he set to be out for now? We don't know. I mean, they're playing. Yeah, they have the best. Said the, heat, uh, the only injury update the Heat keep giving is they're like, we'll tell you before next game if he's playing or not. Like, <laughs> right. Because we literally have to. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, game two of the Sixers Celtics is. You know, a couple hours after we record this, we don't know if Embiid is actually playing. They haven't made an official announcement at this point. Like, right. they're going to wait till the last possible moment because why wouldn't they? Yeah. But Super Producer Jabari did a cool thing and like just looked at Vegas odds for all these series heading in, like when it was 0 0. And like this one's interesting because it's like Heat win series 4 2 and Knicks win series 4 3 are like tied as the most likely. But this one's basically a complete mix where it right. could go either way. Knicks win in 4-2 is the next most likely. Then Heat win series 4-1 is the next most likely. And the, so this is a, a super interesting series. Like you said, it's so fun to have basketball back in Madison Square Garden. And I just can't wait to see who loses this series so we can start talking trash about how they're in <laughs> free fall and choked. Yeah, Jimmy should have taken photo day more seriously. That's my take if the Heat lose. You know, I'm just going to say like, I he mean, wasn't, yeah. you know, he wasn't focused on the game all year. He spent all training camp trying to prank the league broadcast partners. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, like, yeah. it's that lack of focus that cost the Heat in the end. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that article if, uh, if the Heat lose. Exactly. Yeah. You go. You know who else wears wigs to work? Clowns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was not you. focused enough on the playoffs. That's my headline. I and if no I way was Spolstra, that's what I would have told him. You're a clown, friend. Uh, You're a clown, Jimmy. Get out Jimmy of my, my boy. office. He's a big old clown. <laughs> this guy's a clown. He's a clown. What's yeah. he doing out there? Um, 
Sixers Celtics. Uh, Sixers won game one. I'm not sure there's much to say about this one. Uh, should we move on to the Western Conference? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Nothing to say because it's like it's a wrap. You're saying? You're saying no, you're going no, there? No, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about our two teams' uh, series uh, and and how we're feeling. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know. Think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. The Vegas odds heading in, first of all, when the series was 0-0, this one was not mixed. The top four yeah. most likely outcomes, according to Vegas, were Celtics 4-1, Celtics 4-0, Celtics 4-3, Celtics 4-2. A sweep by Boston was the second most likely scenario. <laughs> um, Celtics fans are reacting to the Sixers getting a single game off of them as the apocalypse yeah it's there's some there's some feelings big feelings as yeah. we say uh, yeah. to our children happy about yeah. big feelings about this a lot of big feelings. i love it i um, love to see celtics fans having gigantic feelings about this but i'm very petty um but yeah it, i 
I see. I, 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 I see how they might feel a bit aggrieved. Yeah. So game one, Embiid is out. Big game. Jim Harden came to play. Uh, big game, big pants. Big game, bigger pants. Bigger pants. He, you watch what he wore to the game. Like it was on on the level with like Jimmy Butler's wig. Like it was, it had to be a bit, I think. Yeah, someone I don't know. said it Unless, looked like he skinned the cookie monster. Yes. Like and decided to wear him as pants. It was half mascot costume. Like the bottom half seemed to be like made of mascot costume. Yeah. Yeah. He actually thought the Sixers were going to be eliminated by now. That was his Met Gala outfit. He's just like, well, I can't waste it. Like I'm just going to, you know. It's around yeah. the right time of year. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Right. I hope he wears something more ludicrous to game two. Like, just I know. keep getting... It, it clearly worked. Just, like, maybe he should go full mascot costume yes. to game two. Right. Just, like, show up in, like, a full Cookie Monster suit, you know, and yeah. it, it, going into Boston. Like how, like, baseball players do, like, a postseason beard. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. needs to be like, as long as y'all keep winning, the pants better get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see him in like the inflatable Halloween pants by like game three, you know, like the, the yeah, right. costumes that like blow up with air. In game right, right, four, right. He's in a full parade float, just like inside. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like pushing a parade balloon through the walk in yeah. tunnel hallways. And it's just his pants. <laughs> um, but he, he put up 45. Uh, yeah. It's the, his greatest performance in the postseason of all time for somebody who has traditionally been defined as like, you know, somebody who doesn't come to play in big games in the postseason. This was kind of an ideal situation because they were 10-point underdogs, which is pretty uncommon for a second-round game. Like, people aren't usually double-digit favorites at that point. But, you know, obviously they were missing the MVP. It was in Boston, and Boston has completely had their number this season. So the things that are making me feel good about, like, as a Sixers fan, beyond the fact that they won is that the Celtics like have these inexplicable losses and have for a while. And it's like, not I've heard like Zach Lowe and like Brian Scalabrini who like does their games and has watched every game, like talk about this. I've witnessed it with my own eyes and like, nobody has given me a good explanation of like what happens, like where they, they are just like the better team. They're getting much easier shots like that. The thing that was most remarkable to me about that game, other than like when the Sixers put it together and like pulled it out was how easy the shots were for the Celtics. They were like, just, it was like truly a layup line, like tr truly the most open <laughs> layups I've ever seen to the point that I was like, is this their strategy that they give them so many open twos that then the Sixers try and like shoot themselves into it by like shooting threes and just being like, yeah, but those are only worth two points. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was very strange. Uh, that they lost that game. Like, I still don't fully understand why they lost it. And there's also like a, a weird thing where there was just these moments in the lead up to the series, the confidence of Celtics fans heading in was just, I don't know. It, it felt like the confidence that you hear from teams fans who are like, are about to like, just, they were like, just, with every the pride breath, before the bulletin fall, board. the Celtic yeah. pride before the fall. It was like they were breathing, exhaling bulletin board material, which <laughs> I, I just feel like in any sport postseason, that's like never a good sign. That said, I think it could very easily be a gentleman's sweep. Like the fact that it was a hard and out of body and out of mind performance. I've seen him have those before. They don't usually come in clusters the way they do with some other players. Like it's rarely a thing where it's like, and now he was great for you know, the rest of the postseason. It's he he can be a little spotty. 
the fact that it was with Embiid out, and obviously I'm not saying the Sixers are better without Embiid, just that like it's sort of an off-speed pitch that worked this time because like what well, one of the reasons the Sixers don't match up well with the Celtics is they spread the floor so well and having a center be the most important player on your team can be a little I don't know can be a liability against a team that's as quick and spreads and shoots as well as Boston and then just the fact that it's Doc Rivers and Doc Rivers teams tend to get worse as the series progresses as opposed to you know figure things out and get better so those are <laughs> the things that are making me feel like this good is and not, bad. yeah, good and bad. So that's where I'm at as a toxic Sixers fan. Can I distill what you said? I think first you said uh, Celtics lose inexplicably. The pride that the Celtics fans had feels like it's per- like before the fall. Joel yeah. Embiid Dylan sucks. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah, Dumb, yeah, and, yeah. And then you also Joel Embiid is terrible. Also, yeah, too, yeah, I think that's what I'm just. Said. Some, and then, <laughs> I think I'm he called that, him. I think he called him a regular season merchant. Was, yeah. the, was the exact like <laughs> he just right. said he's more interested in MVPs than winning. I think that was the that's, exact quote. I think that was right. good. Okay, I just want to make sure I have that. I don't know. I won't feel safe in this one until the Sixers have four wins and there there's a press conference going on uh, afterwards. Talking, maybe talking that's the Celtics' them. plan. They're like, well, we can't. We're gonna let him get up three one. Because yeah. then we're going to be on the for weakest. three games. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, Joe Mazzula, he did save his Quizlet cards for that scenario. Right. Yeah, like, he remembers that for... one. That one yeah. was not in the quiz. That was, he wrote that one down on physical paper. He, you know. <laughs> He's like, man, I, I put all my energy into Embiid being out there, guys. I am upside down on this uh, scouting <laughs> report. Like, I'm not going to lie, fellas. Tobias Harris are gone. I'm sorry. I, just, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know who that is. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> hey, 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 Jason, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Tyrese Maxey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you know about him? Dude, what? Is he good? I don't... <laughs> I forgot. There's. I have a lot of notes on a lot of guys, guys. I'm really sorry. Oh, and I'm sorry. What was your name? I know they call you Time Lord, but what's your real name, buddy? <laughs> he doesn't even know his own player's name. Um, all right. Uh, well, we'll see how all of this works out. The Nuggets, Suns, like people think it's a wrap at this point. Yeah. Nuggets yeah. up 2-0. They looked a lot better uh, than the Suns in kind of both games for, I think, all of the quarters, <laughs> like eight quarters. They just seemed better. <laughs> and now Chris Paul is out injured for at least the next three games, I think they think. Yeah. I didn't see a timeline on that. But yeah, a groin injury, you wouldn't think it's going to be a quick return back. Yeah. At least now they describe it as you can't put weight on that leg. You're like, oh, that's that well, seems I mean, a bit I don't dire. Know if either of you have ever had a groin injury, but like they don't. It's not a fast healing thing. You know, you kind of you need your groin to walk. It's it's kind of an yeah. important thing. It's hard to rest it. You know. Yeah, it's crazy that doctors say I have one of the most impervious to injuries groins of all time. So I've actually never <laughs> impervious had that to injuries groins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I am built different. Uh, the doctors also have said I have that dog in me. Uh, so, which can be a good thing and bad thing. Um, but the, the, I, I just feel like this is another one where everyone has gotten a little bit ahead of themselves and are like just burying the Suns. And Denver's a hard place to play. The Suns are still figuring things out rotationally, like KD figuring out how to get involved. I think he will be, like, by necessity, much more involved going forward. Um, and I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a wrap at this point. Yeah, I think it's like a couple things. Like for me, it's like hearing Chris Paul get injured, KD not playing as well as he can. 
like in my mind, my shorthand, it's like a thought killing cliche in my mind is like, well, then they're done. And yeah. I think that's how I'm looking at it. But I mean, in that second game too, they're like, what if we just make Jokic score and see what he does there? And that completely did not work out. And I'm like, sort of like, well, hmm. I'm just trying to see maybe how this all comes together. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know if I, if we get out of our, if we get out of this round, I don't know if I, if I want to meet up with the Nuggets, though. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. I think the Nuggets are going to win at this point. But I would also say that I, I don't think KD is going to play that bad again. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Like, you know, the Suns strategy is also sort of a tough one to do in Denver, where it's like, we need to play all our stars like 45 minutes a game to have a chance because our bench is terrible. Let's do it in one of the cities where it's hard to breathe as you're walking yeah. around. <laughs> you know, like they're probably going to, I think, you know, be a little better in Phoenix and a little less gas, you would think. Um, even though, you know, again, there's like some cumulative probably from like having to play them that much just to beat that horrible Clippers team in the first round. And then, you know, like having to play them that much in two losses, you know, there is going to be a cumulative toll there. I think the Nuggets sort of have the advantage and are probably going to take this series. But I would imagine like I still think it probably goes, you know, six like the Suns are not as terrible as they've looked in Denver no. so far. And the, the Nuggets players probably won't continue to shoot this well, you know, like in Phoenix on the road. That's just like, I, I, it's a cliche, but it's true. Like role players just generally do not play as well on the road. And so you'd think like, uh, like Phoenix would get some level of boost from sort of those home confines. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they're, they're extremely thin depth matters. Uh, depth especially matters in a series where four of the games are played in Denver, but yeah. Yeah. Not everyone's like the Lakers and can just overhaul their roster at the deadline and be good immediately. Like it just, uh, <laughs> has like that, that ever happened with a team to this effect? Let, let, let's take a quick break and come back and talk about that, uh, Warriors Lakers series, which I think is, has to be the most exciting round two series I can remember, yeah. right? Like it's got LeBron a lot of dramatic undercurrents. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, and so are my hopes for the Lakers. Uh, it's time to t- time to talk about this matchup in the Western Conference. Uh, yeah, the Lakers stole Game One up in the Bay. Uh, I mean, look during the regular season, I know a lot of people were like, "Oh man, Lakers took three out of four. And I'm like, "That doesn't like LeBron didn't even he played didn't even play half of them." Uh, so I wasn't really taking that to heart or help letting that make me feel more confident going into it. So but- you think the Lakers are better without LeBron? Is what you're saying? I think the it Lakers are like... better without LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> that's, right. that's where I'm at, Jack. That's yeah. how, it's time that's to how unleash I'm... Mo Bamba. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. what he can do against this Warriors exactly. defense. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think us being able to carry the momentum from that Grizzly series into this game—that's been the biggest thing for me. I've been like, okay. Anthony, you're doing it, baby. Let me see you. <laughs> I was texting, I was texting you and Jabari during that, uh, like the game six. Now it's like I want to marry Anthony Davis. Yeah, it was like getting weird. We weren't even like at first. We were given the haha like response, like tap backs, and then like it was. I was just sending you photoshopped images you were... from my yeah. actual wedding where I put Anthony Davis's head on my wife's head. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, we look good. Yeah, yeah, that's how much I'm shipping us. But no, it, it's level. been unbelievable watching how just. Just him dominate, especially in that first game. I was, woo! I'm heartened. I'm heartened. I'm heartened. yeah. It's been heartening. It's been cool to see him do what it feels like we always felt like he could do. Same question: him and James Harden. To him, less than James Harden because there's less of a body of work of like disappearing in the postseason. But just like that first round, it really felt like when Anthony Davis was playing well the Lakers were unbeatable in that series. And then in the games where it was like, wait, why, why isn't Anthony Davis playing? Oh, he, he is. He's just not like really doing anything. They would lose. So it really feels like that's kind of what we're dealing with. It's just as Anthony Davis goes, so go the Lakers fortunes. But yeah, all that said, the, the supporting cast was awesome in game one and has been awesome. Oh yeah. This is truly an amazing, like, revival from where we were mid-season it is wild that the lakers are this good to the point where like it's funny how like even with among laker fans there people are just mostly talking about vanderbilt's performance and i'm like let's also talk about you know d'angelo russell is also coming out like biggest shot of the game arguably yeah 100 percent uh but yeah it was i mean yeah harrison what was it like for you how are you feeling going into that 
because I know Jabari and I, we were talking and Jack, we we're like, let's see how they do in the first quarter before we get excited <laughs> and see what version of the Lakers show up. And I'm happy to say that I, I liked what I saw. But how, how are you feeling? Yeah, they, they certainly got the good version of the Lakers last night. I think they came in with a good game plan. I think we saw that they have some guy like, you know, the the whole idea of a star stopper, you know, like the the Ruben Patterson, Kobe stopper, your LeBron stoppers, you know, you're these guys, your Steph stoppers like those guys don't actually exist except for Ruben Patterson. He does exist. He was not a Kobe stopper. But, um, you know, the Lakers don't have. Steph stoppers, but they have guys who they can change up defensive looks on Steph. They can make him at least sort of think about things, you know, make it a little harder on him, make it more difficult. You know, he had a pretty bad game last night. I don't think that or until the fourth quarter, really, like he was not all that efficient. Um, And so I don't think that that's going to continue for the entire series. I don't think like, you know, Jared Vanderbilt is just going to I don't think that we've suddenly discovered that like Steph was just unstoppable until he ran up against Jared Vanderbilt right. in the postseason. And you got to contest his shot from the side, like Kobe yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got like, but between Vando and, you know, Dennis Schroeder as like sort of a different on ball yeah. pesky, like make him pick up his dribble, give up the ball type of look. You got Austin Reeves to chase him over screens and sort of do things that way. You know, you at least have some, you know, options to make Steph think about it. And then, you know, on the other end of the court, one of the things going into this series that like for the Lakers to have a chance, it was going to have to be an Anthony Davis series. He was going to have to be their best player because the Warriors have guys to throw at LeBron, especially this version of LeBron, where he is clearly still at least a little limited by that kind of foot injury that he said that he had, he was going to have to get surgery on until German doctors came through and did whatever magic, you know, German doctor magic they did to his foot to allow yeah. him to play. Um, but, you know, between Wiggins, Draymond, like that's two pretty good guys to throw at LeBron, put a body on him, make things harder. Gary Payton, the second, even to some degree. Um, but on Anthony Davis, Draymond is a guy who has traditionally frustrated him a little bit. And so I would say, like, as somebody who's rooting for the Lakers to win this series, like I was heartened by the fact that AD was able to impose his will, even in those minutes. I wasn't really that worried about him being able to get going against Kevon Looney. You know, obviously Draymond coming with double teams, they were going to try and get the ball out of his hands sometimes. But the Lakers have been really, he's AD has been really great on the boards on both ends. And the Lakers mm-hmm. guards have been, especially D'Lo with his sort of height, has been really good at getting the ball over the top of defenders to Anthony Davis and being able to sort of see those passing angles and get it into him in a position where he's not having to post up, survey the floor, wait for a double, whatever. Like he's just going up and scoring almost immediately. And uh, both D'Lo and Austin Reeves have been, I think, really smart about when they are driving. They are looking to see, you can tell, and you could see them looking to see, does AD have his guy on his back or not? And if he does, then they're just putting up a shot because either they make that little mid-range, you know, like jumper, or AD is in a perfect position to just put it right back in with his long sort of inflatable tube man arms. And so, you know, and then just, you, uh, we're talking all this about offense, but you know, he's just a monster defensively. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a single player completely wall off the paint like he has these last couple games for the Lakers where, you know, it's one thing to do it against the Grizzlies where they just don't really have shooting and their entire strategy is just like we are going to throw ourselves at the rim as hard as we possibly can and hope something good happens. But like against the Warriors where they have this horrifying level of shooting around the perimeter to be able to still sort of, you know, contest guys enough that they're still thinking about maybe driving in and then they get there and then it's like, oh my God, like Anthony Davis is way too tall and mobile. <laughs> what and have I, I done? don't want to do this. Please give right. the ball to Jordan Poole. I don't know. Just somebody else do something with it. 
Um, he is. Th- this is the most dominant defense I think I've ever seen him play over a sustained stretch. There was a point, oh, like yeah. in the early in the game, where Jeff Van Gundy was like, and the the problem for the Lakers is going to be that like Anthony Davis can't leave. Or no, I think it was actually Charles Barkley after the first half was like they like something about how like Kevon Looney and like his inability to like leave him is going to make it hard for him to defend and like. He just, I don't know. No, he just left him, and they're hoping that other guys can do a good enough job boxing out yeah. Looney, too. And and, and it, the, Looney made them pay for it a couple times. Like, he's a really yeah, good sure. offensive rebounder. He's super smart about cutting and crashing the second that AD rotates away from him. So they're going to win some of those battles for sure. But the idea that, like, Anthony Davis has to stay attached at the hip to Kevon Looney and is not going to be able to right. defend the paint yeah. was not realistic to me. It's been one of the best defensive performances I think I've ever seen. Like just the this postseason. I am king of recency bias, but like that that's what makes <laughs> me so excited is like, yeah. The Jimmy Butler, what what he's done on offense and what Anthony Davis is doing on defense. Even in the games where he's like not showing up a lot on offense, uh, it's still a real problem for anybody trying to score around the rim. Yeah. Although I'm I am I'm, I'm nervous to see what the response is from the Warriors because man, they are you I mean, as much as I want to be like as much confidence that it instills in me, I'm still like Steph also put up 50 when he needed to, and he's very capable. And so is Did everybody you catch else. What so. Clay said after the game last night? No, nah. he he was like he's like we had an off night. We typically respond well to those. It's like, dude, you got shot like 50 percent from three. What do you mean you had yeah. an off night? Right, oh, God. right. Like this is they're gonna they're gonna shoot 70 percent the next game. Like if this is uh, if this is actually true. And yeah, like Steph is not gonna go. I don't. Uh, did he go like I think it was like six for 16 from three or something like that. It was somewhere around yeah. there. But like he was not super efficient. He's going to be more efficient. That was not just the Lakers defense. Some of that was nah. probably legs from playing. You know, dropping 50 in a game seven two days ago. He's gonna be better as the series goes along and you know i i said this on twitter last night i'll say it again here like rooting against steph is already after one game like a top five most horrifying sporting experience of my life like i don't (laughs) know i don't know how Cavs fans are still alive i don't know how they did this for four years like every single time that guy shoots i think that he is i think it's going in it's just oh yeah and also, like it's it's just his demeanor too, because you're like it doesn't change. He's so icy all the time that he like, never hey. hesitates. It's yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. Anyway, but no, uh, focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. Yeah, we took that game one uh, out three. the debate. Let's go, <laughs> Lakers in one. All right, let's see you on the single Western elimination. We just changed the rules. Sorry, it's over. <laughs> it's a, go home. All right, shall we move on? Yeah, I think it's time. Is it time? I think it's time. Enough messing about with Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Get ready. Hold on to your butts, as Sam Jackson said in Jurassic Park, because it is time for the (laughs) rap. It's time for the rapid fire round of questioning. Now, you know how this works. We're going to ask you a question. Don't think on it. Just give us a rapid response. Don't extend your answer because it's on you to keep this segment moving because it is the fastest moving question answer segment in all sports podcasting. Okay, I'm ready. Pray for the people at double speed. Here we go. Start the clock. Um, so mean, Jack. Should we go first, or well, you know, sometimes Brian can't hear me, and I have to yeah. raise my voice. Uh, Hart, do you should I go first? You go first. You go. Let first. me go first. Okay, thanks. What a gentleman, Harrison. Eleven of the last twelve NBA Finals have featured at least one of LeBron or Steph. Which one of them has the best chance of keeping that amazing trend alive? I'm gonna go LeBron. Thank you. And we don't gotta go. We don't have to say much more about that. <laughs> I'm not nervous. It is crazy. Nervous. Eleven of the last twelve <laughs> NBA Finals. Um, yeah, called domination. 
Domination, Dominate, baby. Dominating. Dominating, rather. Oh, we and didn't even touch on dominating, but mm, <laughs> dominating he was not. Um, <laughs> Steph won most of those, so. Yeah, yeah, true that. He also had KD for a few of them, who he does not yeah. have anymore. Who? who? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. he did. That's a good point. That yeah. guy that yeah, yeah, is terrible that, that for part. the Suns now, apparently. Yeah. Stinks! <laughs> Guy's stinking it up! Harrison, is there a single NBA player you would take right now over the chance of taking Victor Himbenyama? Uh, with Ooh, the first pick, him Benyama. I'd still go Giannis just because we've seen it for so long, and uh, you know, Wemby as great as he looks like he is going to be, we still don't for sure know. Yeah, and Giannis right. has shown like a level of durability. I, I'd still go Giannis. Did you not but hear Act One? Were you? I thought you were here for Act One when we talked about how Giannis stinks and he's a choke artist who <laughs> yeah. can't do it in the he's a buff. postseason. Yeah, he's a, he's a freak. Sorry, like, a he's at, a freak. Life. At, he's at life and career and just in every aspect because yeah. he lost Jimmy Butler Most in the playoff human with being. a yeah. horrible back injury um, yeah. failure. <laughs> and put Thank up 38-20 okay. in the uh, yeah. game. It looked like he could barely move, with. put up like, you know, almost 40 and 20, but yeah, failure. Yeah, staying Finished. Yeah, finished. Um, Harrison, what is your favorite NBA city to visit? And what's your must-have meal in that town? I'm very hungry. This isn't even a question we wrote. I just wanted to ask right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, hungry. I'm a vegetarian, so I'm a bad person to okay. answer the second That's part of fine. this question. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go New York, uh, just because it's one of the NBA cities that I've went to and had the best time there. Um, yeah. And since I can't name Los Angeles, which I also love and live in. Mm. Wait. So what would you? How? Okay. But what would you? What would you eat in New York? What's your must-have meal over there? <laughs> I don't Ooh, know. I mean, have you I, ever I, had there's a lot pizza of pizza in New York? Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of those man. Sparrow. It's great. Yeah, like, the Sparrow yeah. right across from Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the real New York slice. Let's <laughs> My go. favorite New York pizza joint, Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, I went. I don't know. I went to some Italian place that I'm forgetting the name of there that was like incredible. Um, but yeah, there's oh, a ton of good food in New York. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Harrison. We got to keep this moving, man. As much as you know, I like to hear about the jokes that reference the office and your love of Sparrow. We do have to keep this moving. Jack, do you want to answer the next? Or yeah, is Jalen Rose's hair too good to be true? Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But do we think he it's being painted? On? I mean, there there are definitely parts of it that are being painted on. I think we've learned since the last time you were uh, co-hosting Miles that there there are pictures where it seems clearly to have been put on with a stencil of some sort. Right. I mean, he's what fifty. There's no, there's no way it can be like that perfect at that age. Like right. I feel uh, the same way, yeah. and I don't say that as a bitter bald guy. Right. Yeah. But. He's on no, some. No, yeah, boozer. I'm gonna hate on he's anyone on with hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in general, you know what I mean. Yes. But he's saying boozer or no boozer? Not a full boozer, you know. It's not all spray on. I think some it's of that all is fake. natural. Okay, but what uh, if that yeah, was he... all spray on? That would be like <laughs> <laughs> the level it's of just, like, technological shape. They like paint, yeah. painting layers just to get it up. Harrison, you can take any former Laker and put him on this current team. Which former great are you choosing to make a run? In today's NBA, and especially in this postseason. Yeah, it's Kobe. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Predictable. <laughs> Jabari said Pig so, Miller. Anthony yeah, sorry, Pig Jabari. Miller. I, I wanted to go Nick Van Exel for you, uh, but they already have Dennis. And that's St. You know, Nick Van Excellent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Imagine Shaq and Anthony Davis. Lakers oh. in three, you know? Yeah. Lakers in two. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see the mythical Shaq versus Draymond matchup because people talk like you talk during those right. years like could they beat the Shaq and Kobe Lakers? It's like, I mean, maybe with threes and stuff, but the idea that Draymond could have guarded Shaq in any way, like Draymond would have been out for the series after game two, uh, <laughs> yeah. like from being dunked on too hard. 
too many right. times. This is secretly what I'm wishing that the Sixers do is just like do what they did in game one, stick Embiid in the middle, but just treat Embiid like the Shaq that he could be. Just right around the rim, just nothing but dunks. Right. Just feeding, feeding them like that Wu Tang interlude. Just keep feeding them. And <laughs> just feeding, feeding you. <laughs> uh, he is the biggest body since Shaq. I think yeah. he, like when you watch how people bounce off of him, I mean, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Harrison, we got to keep this moving, man. I'm Harrison, sorry. Harrison, come uh, on, man. Uh, final question, Jack or Miles? Easy, Miles. I think. Hey, you know, sorry, Jack. I can't, I can't pick, I can't pick a Celtics fan in this. Like that, you know, you're a Celtics fan. There. He's not a Celtics yeah. fan. Is that how Don't I came on. off as a Celtics yeah. fan? I'm a Sixers <laughs> fan. Uh, but, all right. <laughs> thank you. I'm back. Thank you. Thank you. And I have all my propaganda gear in the background. You hear that, Celtics fans who say that I'm too mean to the Celtics? This man just recorded an entire podcast with us and thought I was a Celtics fan. <laughs> yeah. Find a new angle. It's a normal size collar. It's a normal size collar. <laughs> yes. Find a new angle, haters. Oh, man. Harrison Fagan, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, I was in Jack Got Mad Boosties. Again. Yeah, man. Where can people find you and support you and do all that? You know, just check out SB Nation NBA. You know, if you have a team, we have a team site, most likely. And, uh, you know, Silver Screen and Roll, where I'm going to be blogging about the Lakers throughout the duration of the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Uh, and got to shout out all of our Mad Boosties Twitter followers. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mad Boosties, M-A-D-B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S. Uh, we posited the question. Which player would maintain the finals trend that we were just speaking about? And 61% of our listeners are very intelligent because they said LeBron is most likely to continue this trend. Thank you so much. I will use that trend to go to sleep tonight uh, and until yeah. I have to reconcile that with reality. Also, but, we have yeah. a show called The Daily Zeitgeist. That, uh, one of our oh, yeah. one of our listeners seemed to like. They were like, "This NBA show should like comment on this like political thing, news and, like, and it, culture." Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So we we also have a political show that we do ten times a week that you can go check <laughs> out uh, called The Daily Zeitgeist. If you're not yeah. aware, yeah, check that. Or out. you can just listen to this. This is a better. Yeah. Show. That person on, thought folks. they had invented a genius idea. Like, <laughs> I love these guys. They should comment on more. On news there. and stuff. Other thing. Yeah. yeah. You don't say. You don't say. But yeah, we're doing that over there. So check that out. Uh, all right, y'all. Well, thanks so much for listening to us on this edition of Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. We'll be back and our spirits will be lighter or heavier. We don't know. But that's the fun of this show because we check back in with you all. Uh, so until then, no take way care. to know. All right. Go sell it. No way to know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.